0: The Sea Change podcast is sponsored by Changing Greatly Consulting, providing effective, data-driven talent and culture solutions that attracts top, diverse talent by creating psychologically safe and inclusive, high-performance cultures. Come for the talent, and stay for the culture. Now, let's get into the Sea Change. Welcome to the Sea Change show, where leaders are changing business culture for good. I'm your host, Maura Barclay. If you're new to the show. Welcome listener. We sure sure appreciate you finding us and you did not find us by accident. Please take a moment to hit subscribe, click that follow button so you don't miss a single conversation with these remarkable transformational leaders who are doing amazing things. And if you are a frequent flyer, thank you so much for following us and listening and of course, sharing us with your friends. We really appreciate it here at the Sea Change Show. Today's episode is a highlight episode For Jason Greer, the CEO of Greer Consulting, his original episode dropped on January 26, 2023. He's an amazing individual on many levels. We talked about so many things. He is a a very athletic African-American man. And the reason that I put it like that is because as we know, White folks tend to, not all white folks, but the vast majority, the, 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 the area of concern, shall we say, are, are the white folks who are in positions of power, leadership, and influence who find Black folks threatening. <laughs> Just the presence, and especially if they are confident, smart, capable. That makes it apparently uh, much trickier. So we talked about that. His consulting business is all about labor relations and protecting companies by helping employees through empowerment, advocating for employees' empowerment, essentially. And through that process, unionization is deferred or deterred. Now, this man's very good at what he does. He's got a couple of degrees. He's got a book. He's one of these incredibly talented, capable people who has a heart of gold and just happens to be black. The part that I want to focus on here is a call to action for white bystanders. Male and female. And here's the scenario. So Jason was hired to speak at a big company gig. And he arrived in in the morning. They just had breakfast in the big ballroom. He's a consultant. So as you do, he's walking around in his business suit and looking very polished and professional, as you do. And and as he walked by the table with the senior executive leadership team, the CEO, without really looking, hands Jason his empty plate. Now, I would like to think that CEOs, you know, could be, should be taking task for these types of things, right? I mean, don't we all know better by now, but, uh, this is a a case of unconscious bias and uh, does not excuse it. And it's unfortunate and damaging. It causes great harm, this behavior. So we could focus on that. I could focus on that, but I don't want to focus on that. Here's why. There's a table full of people who just did not know what to do. And I'm guessing that any sort of feedback in that moment may have, like there was no, there was no good way to handle that. I should say a way that guarantees you won't get fired. Uh, so, you know, my question is, what would you do? I don't recall whether or not this particular company had a command and control type of culture. I don't want to presume that. However, it was the kind of culture where the CEO didn't blink in doing what he did. And an entire team, of executives sat there, wide-eyed, frozen. (laughs) And to be clear, listen, I think there is a way to handle this, and I don't have the answer, and I'm going to be so clear about that. I'm not standing on my soapbox saying, I have the answer to this. There is no good answer to this because really bad problems don't have a lot of really good answers. So there are only compassionate responses, some in the moment, some afterward. And uh, as I understand the situation, that CEO uh, never apologized. However, if I recall correctly, and you'll have to listen to the episode and then message me, tell me if I got it wrong. I think he got like annual gifts, like a Christmas card or something like that, an annual acknowledgement of some kind from that CEO after the event, which is, it sounds like, his way of making amends. So you know, we're all different kind of people, right? And I don't know if anyone on his team took him aside afterwards to address it. Because that is a very tricky situation. We don't, unconscious bias happens without our conscious control. So it's not fair to judge somebody for something that they have no idea they're doing. However, it is important to bring it into the light of conscious awareness. Very, very important. And the way you do that makes all the difference in the world. And if there is a way to do it without introducing blame, shame, or judgment, so it's a very non emotional conversation. It is, it is a trend, the more it can be a transaction, the better. Because uh, it will be triggering for most. And a conversation like this will most likely cause a great deal of cognitive dissonance. And for those of you who aren't familiar with the term, cognitive dissonance is this theory of uh, the mental discomfort that ensues when you're holding two conflicting thoughts in your head. And in this case, I can promise you, this CEO did not consider himself a racist and probably by practice, by all accounts, is not a racist. I mean, after all, they hired Jason to do this speaking gig and I I don't know whether or not he actually had a contract with them and this was part of it, but they hired him, right? So, uh when any person of any ethnic background has an opinion about themselves and then a behavior occurs due to an unconscious, instantaneous, unconscious, uh, pattern recognition and shortcut created by the brain, which results in a behavior that uh, we would put in the reprehensible box or at the very least, uh, inequitable box, destructive, maybe somewhere in the middle. When these people are confronted with their actions, it is deeply uncomfortable and they'll either go into anger, defensiveness, denial, or if they have a growth mindset and this is approached appropriately for them being, if it's someone in the highest position of leadership Probably not going to call him out in the moment. And everyone at the table knew that. And I don't think calling that particular individual out would have been productive in the moment either. I think, I I just think that would have not been a wise move, but um, I just thought it was interesting. I mean, of course, I guess they all sat there silent, but it is a... uh, I would ask anyone who is working on a leadership team, how are you holding each other accountable? You are partners, you are peers, you are colleagues. How are you holding each other accountable? Do you have an operating agreement wherein this type of feedback is anticipated, it is welcomed, and it is requested. It is impossible, according to science, to prevent unconscious bias. You cannot because it is an instantaneous cognitive function. However, we can. And oh, by the way, completely beneath your conscious awareness, you have no control over it at that point. That's why it's called unconscious. However, the moment. A behavior occurs that is the result of said cognitive shortcut. That is when bystanders have an opportunity to bring it into conscious awareness. And the moment that happens, now we have control. That's how it works. Now, when it comes to systemic bias in systems, you know, processes, hiring, Um, these types of things, hiring, uh, promoting, and all uh, other operational concerns, they're actually tools that are becoming uh, very uh, available and uh, excellent. I was going to use a high dollar word. I decided to go for excellent. And those can be employed to help reduce bias, but in humans, I mean, that's why we have to use the tools before humans actually get our, get our hands on it and get our grubby little biased hands on it. <laughs> we have to intervene with computers. Computers have to intervene first to scrub things so that we, our bias is not triggered. And by the way, our bias comes from very early childhood. It gets reinforced over the years. It can be managed once it's out into conscious awareness, but you have to know about it first. And it's very insidious. It's very subtle. I will use myself as an example. I spent the better part of a decade doing trainings and I wrote uh, trainings at Fortune 500 companies, US military, the International Monetary Fund on women's empowerment how women lead, and uh, situational awareness, using intuition to protect yourself, using your intuition to be powerful, uh, using your energy to project uh, strength, confidence, executive presence, these types of things. I even wrote a book on women's empowerment called Unbreakable Woman, Compassionate Self-Defense and Empowerment. It is a very non-judgy book because mm, I don't think blaming all men is wise, accurate, or productive, and I'm very clear about that in my book because there's a lot of men who help support women in their own empowerment. So let's not forget those awesome dudes. All right. Anyway, my point is this. I took the free public domain Harvard implicit bias test, and I did the gender test. And I'm from a generation where very traditional roles were the norm. And even though I had very progressive parents, that was just the time. And even though I have spent decades reprogramming my mind and writing books about it and helping other women do the same, and I'm very clear on my position on this matter Wouldn't you know it, I have a bias towards men being in positions of authority when the going gets tough. Like men are the experts. That is so deep in my little cerebellum. It is very difficult to unwind. Now, I know about it. So I'm very clear when that little gremlin starts to creep up and then I have to consciously navigate that belief and treat everyone as if, um, as equitably, as if everyone has the same degree of authority, expertise, and ability. And of course, men and women typically, not typically, but we need everybody, we need everybody. Regardless of your gender identity, We need the expressed feminine and masculine in all of its glory and vectors in order to make the best decisions and represent everyone accurately. The end. So I was surprised about my own bias. So the key here is when you see it, say something. When you see bias, say something call out bias and do it in such a way. It has to be done in a way that protects the, uh, I should say, well, maybe protect is the wrong word, that meets the person where they are, recognize that you're about to throw them into a very uncomfortable, confusing and disoriented place mentally and emotionally And it will be very easy for them to get defensive and embarrassed, usually embarrassed first, defensive second. And defensive means no more learning, no more openness. So you want to try to protect that open conversational space as much as possible. And the more compassion you heap on it, the better. The more transactional, the better. So, It's important for your nervous system to be cool when you're having that conversation. Because if they don't feel judged, the longer the conversation goes. That is my Jason Greer highlight. I'm all about all of us helping each other know what we don't know about ourselves by calling out bias in each other when we see it. I hope that inspires you to start taking a look at your own bias and if you have a growth mindset and you are a servant leader, or even if you're not in a role of leadership, but you're really devoted to personal growth and you look for those uncomfortable moments because you know that means awesome stuff is happening, have a conversation with your, your closest colleagues or your friends and ask them for this feedback. Hey, if you see me saying this, doing this, I want to know about it. I can't see it. So please point it out. I would appreciate it. That is some Jedi level personal growth right there. And I wish you all your treasured moments of discomfort (laughs) as you grow and become as awesome as you're capable of being in this lifetime. Thanks again for listening. See you next week. Thank you so much for joining us here at the Sea Change Show. We sure appreciate you stopping by and taking your very valuable time to visit with us. Please remember to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Who knows what's going to happen? I never do. It's always up in the air. And if you would like to be a guest, if you have something to offer, I would love to talk to you. Please email me at cultureworks.com at maurabarclay.com and that's m-a-u-r-a-b-a-r-c-l-a-y.com I would love to talk with you and if you have someone who you think would be a good fit for this show please reach out to me and connect me I want to keep celebrating and amplifying as many of these voices as possible thanks again and we'll see you next week